Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 263 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Kirsty Holland. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Today we will be discussing part two of chapter 21 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the unknowable room. But people know about it. <laughs> Make sure you've read that chapter and you're ready to whisk your way through the details. But before we begin, let's go to Meg's Mouse Deals. Weekly Profit. I just was feeling Meg's Mouse Deals today. I dig it. Okay, cool. Um, so I don't think that we've talked about this yet, but it's been no. released that there's going to be an Alan Rickman book that's coming out literally like I mean, by the by the time this episode drops, will it be out? Maybe. I don't know. No. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it comes out October 18th. Um ah. And it is basically like his journals are being published. Uh, and there's been some excerpts from them. <laughs> and I, I really, I'm genuinely, I'm excited to read this. And I'm also glad that it has been released and said that he wanted this. He, his family or his like estate or whatever is not doing this like without his permission or anything. Like he let it be known that he wanted his journals published Oh, so, okay. That's nice. Yeah. I don't feel so intrusive then. Yeah, right. exactly. So like, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be interesting because like he obviously is such a big actor. Um, How much Potter kind stuff of, like, in it? I guess quite a bit. I was going to say, so that's definitely content for the podcast. Ooh. Yeah. I, I think that he, there was like a little excerpt that came out that basically he admitted that um, like the kids were pretty annoying. <laughs> I mean, kids are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he like talked about uh, some things that he didn't love in terms of like the script or whatnot for some of the films and how he wanted to bow out of the films like after the <gasps> third one. Shut your face. Right. After the third one. Hmm, I think it was director after change. the third. That's a director yeah. change. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited though. I'm excited to read it. I did pre-order it. Um, so yeah, yeah. We'll cover we'll cover the Potter parts of that book as well as Tom Felton's book, which they come out on the same day. How weird is that? That's oh, weird. That's interesting. Yeah. So that is I'm excited. Uh. Yeah, Kara said, I just think of that Tom Felton story about how Alan very seriously warned him not to step on his cloak. And then he did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I always That's think hilarious. of the drawing that Rupert did. Oh, my God. Yes, there was. And then, like, Alan had it. Yeah. And he, had, he had Rupert sign it and he kept it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So funny. <laughs> so I'm excited for both of those books to come out. And, yeah, like I said, the Alan Rickman... Um, the Alan Rickman book and Tom Felton's book both come out on October 18th. Um, and I'm excited to read both of them. So I don't have either pre-ordered. <laughs> I do believe that I pre-ordered 
the Tom Felton one for you. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform. And the best way to get new listeners is word of mouth. So please, if you feel so inclined, share us with your friends, because if you like us, then they may, too. And that is genuinely how we expand the brood of swishers and we would love to do that so thank you guys so much for spread for spreading the word about us um subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at swish flick cast if you'd like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive felix files episodes our lovely discord channel live recordings trivia games switch swag boxes and more and actually the the um next trivia game is happening this month and it is ravenclaw themed so mm-hmm. if you would like to join us for that you just have to head on over to patreon it is on do you remember when that trivia or when ravenclaw trivia is I can it's look like it's 8 30 8 30 on the 29th i believe yeah, so it's like fun Halloween weekend thing. It is the 28th. There 28th. 29th to Saturday. I'm fine. It's Friday night. I'm chill. Just got pain. Mm. Mm. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Take out your except- phone. Take out your little app. Hit share. Send it to yep. your friends. Post it in your Instagram story. And then you guys can like chat about it and whatnot. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm and I am excited for Ravenclaw trivia. Though I, I'm not gonna lie. This is the house that I am most nervous about to write questions for because it's the one that we have the least information on. <laughs> Weep womp. Okay. I know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. The diadem. Also, we can pull from some of our favorite Ravenclaws as well. So. We We're going to have to get real like deep and sweaty with these questions, my friends. So I know. They're going to have questions all on Ravenclaw. Going to have to get real cat food. Oh, real <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Food. What do you mean? <laughs> That's I, mean my, I don't know. <laughs> also, October 31st is the deadline to sign up for the January <gasps> Swish Swag box through our Patreon. So You're going to want this one. I say it every time. <laughs> but you're really so going to want it. Make sure that you um make sure that you check that out and upgrade to the right level to get the Swish Swag box if you would like it. So, last thing from me for a minute. If you would like to send us your Potter story or any fun things, questions, or concerns, we are always accepting them to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Thank you. It's time. What time is it? It's time for the recap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Recap. Harry still really needs to get that memory from Slughorn. This is a running theme. He's a little distracted because, you know, he's like obsessed with Malfoy, obsessed with the Half-Blood Prince. Uh, Runal Waslib is born. Thank you, Ron spell-checking Quill that is losing power. Ron does admit to wanting to break up with Lavender and Harry's like, 
then do it. It's like I have it around anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> it's that gif of Shia LaBeouf going, just do it. <laughs> um, Harry and Ron get a visit in the hospital wing from Harry's cronies, aka Creature and Dobby, and they give a full report of what Malfoy's been up to. They haven't even been sleeping. Sounds dun, dun, fun. Dun, dun. Same, mm. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, give me that wing it summary. I love this. Harry doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. Okay, Harry doesn't sleep. He's just thinking, thinking, thinking about Malfoy. So then he decides, I'm going to go and do my own research. So he tries to get into the room of requirement and can't, 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 can't. He tries so hard. He is a second late for Defense Against the Dark Arts. And Snape mm. is not kind. I would like to say some choice words about Snape in this episode. If This is a I'm family podcast, ma'am. But I cannot. Uh, however, it is pretty fun to watch Snape kind of get schooled by Ron. That was a little bit funny. Um, <laughs> and then he really uh, puts a damper on Ron's mood, which is total bogus BS. And they go shorts. to the boys' bathroom. And oh my gosh, that's right. Malfoy's there, isn't he? No. No. <laughs> 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 Write oh, that down. <laughs> That's a funny moment. <laughs> no. Katie. No. We have moaning, moping metal. Oh my god. That redeemed you right there. Thank you. Uh-huh. I try. <gasps> Is Malfoy there? Never no. mind. <laughs> Babe, I love you. I love you. <laughs> uh, are we are I'm we gonna done? Stop. I'm gonna Is it ready? Yeah, I'm done. Stop while you're ahead. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah. We're okay. All right. Just double checking. Triple checking. Let's go. All right. So Harry watches Hermione go, and he's feeling slightly disgruntled because he's not really getting any help. And so he asks Ron, like, well. What do you think about the situation? AKA Slughorn and memory stuff. And Ron's like, I wish I could apparate like a house elf. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would definitely pass the test. Like, all right, thank you, Runel Waslib, for nothing. Okay. Wait. And so Harry, what? I'm so what? sorry. Someone no, asked in the chat, sure. do yes. we think that Fred and George's uh, spell check quills ever actually correctly spelled anything and i think that's the joke they aren't supposed to be actual spell oh, correct they're supposed to mess things up maybe that's hilarious that's they wouldn't hilarious. give you something that makes your life easier <laughs> why not <laughs> i don't <laughs> hilarious oh i love that and especially i wonder if they gave that one to him for free what did he get to pick out right or buy for cheap Anyways, so Harry doesn't sleep well that night. He's tossing and he's turning and he's wondering about how Malfoy was using the room of requirement. And he's also wondering what he would see when he went in there. He, um, so Malfoy knew that 
the room of requirement was the headquarters for the DA. But since Harry doesn't really know what Malfoy is using it for, he doesn't know what he's going to actually see if he ever gets in there. So, like, what's he up to? Is it a meeting place? Is it a hideout? Is it a storeroom? Is it a workshop? Bingo! It's a lot of those things, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And so... When Harry finally falls asleep, he has dreams about Slughorn, Malfoy, and Snape. Taking the life. Mm. Who, Harry? (laughs) 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 He should just be dreaming about Slughorn and figuring out how to get the memory. (laughs) Well, you know, it's Harry Potter. He's got other things going on. Yeah. And then Harry, oh, Harry, he has a free period before defense against the dark arts, and he wants to spend that time trying to get in the room of requirement. Hermione does not care for this. She shows no interest in his whispered plans about forcing entry into the room. And so he's irritated at her and he wants her help, but he's not getting it. That's no deal. Quote, look, he said quietly, leaning forward and putting a hand on the Daily Prophet, which she had just removed from a post owl to stop her from opening it and and vanishing behind it. I love that. So like, (laughs) gone. I haven't gotten or I haven't forgotten about Slughorn, but I haven't a clue how to get the memory off him. And until I get a brainwave, why shouldn't I find out what Malfoy is doing? I've already told you, you need to persuade Slughorn, said Hermione. It's not a question of tricking him or bewitching him or Dumbledore would have done it in a second instead of messing around outside of the room of requirement. She's right. I mean, she's absolutely 100% right, but Harry is also valid in wanting to stop Malfoy from whatever he is up to. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, especially with what they saw in Diagon Alley, he knows that something is up and he is basically trusting and going with his gut. And I think Dumbledore even says to two members of uh, the Order, trust Harry. He's, you know, very nearly always right. So basically, Harry needs to appeal to and schmooze Slughorn to get this memory. He needs to be the boy who lived, the chosen one, Mr. Potter at number four Proof Drive. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's what he has to be and who he has to be. So the front page of the prophet shows an interesting headline. It appears that our good friend Mundungus Fletcher has been arrested and sent to Azkaban for being up to no good. He impersonated an infurious during a burglary. Come on. I really do not like this. He he's feeding upon and essentially benefiting from uh, heightened hysteria of Voldemort's return and he's using that to rob people and that is some low low stuff yeah I don't he like that is... he's scummy yes scummy dung scummy dung scummy dung <laughs> We also find out that someone named Octavius Pepper has vanished. According who to that? The, according to the wiki, <laughs> it was a wizard who disappeared in the early spring of 1997. That's it. Oh, but thank I was you. 
I was oh, I was trying to figure it. this out. And if anybody in the realm of Potter Swishers, if you could help me, because I don't know if this is true. I was trying to figure out something. So based on Octavius Pepper's etymology, Octavius is like in the Roman family name of meaning eighth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there was anything to do with maybe Octavius Pepper being the eighth person to vanish or disappear or be kidnapped or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't get that far because I have a three month old. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody has anything, that's just where my brain took me. Um, I wonder if the number eight has anything to do with Octavius Pepper and and being and vanishing. Um yeah. <laughs> so then we also find out that a 9-year-old boy has been arrested for trying to kill his grandparents and they believe that he was under the imperious curse. And that's pretty awful. And I don't know who death eater wise I would assume is like imperiousing a a child to do murder. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, it'd be wrong to do that to anybody, but, like, you're a special kind of messed up. Yeah. To do, to imperious a kit. Yeah. So we don't know anything about this kid other than it's a nine-year-old boy trying to kill his grandparents we don't know who any names um we do know however according to the wiki this person was born in 1988 (laughs) and they are human (laughs) (laughs) thank you wiki (laughs) also i too was nine in 1997 so fun facts okay So they finished breakfast in silence, and I assume that they did that because it would be difficult to talk about anything like regular after hearing that kind of news. And Hermione sets out for ancient runes, Ron for the common room, because it remembers their break time. And Harry sets off for the seventh floor corridor to scope out the room of requirement. So he slips on his invisibility cloak, and when he arrives, it's empty. And he wasn't sure if his chances were better at getting in the room while Malfoy was in it or outside of it. You know what I mean? So right now we assume that he is not in the room because there is no lookout at this point. So approaching the door, he closes his eyes and he concentrates with all his might. And he thinks, I need to see what Malfoy is doing in here. I need to see what Malfoy is doing in here. I need to see what Malfoy is doing in here. Three times he walks past the door and then his heart's pounding with excitement. He opens his eyes and he faces it and it's nothing. So we've got to switch it up. So he like shakes it off. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Thought the wrong thing. Got to switch it up. Close my eyes again. I need to do this. So he thinks I need to see the place where Malfoy keeps coming secretly. I need to see the place where Malfoy keeps coming secretly. And after three walks past, he opens his eyes expectantly Nothing again. And he goes, oh, come off it. And he talks to the wall. And he goes, that was a clear instruction. Fine. 
And so <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking as I'm rereading this, I and mean, we've always talked about Hogwarts being a sentient. And yeah. it makes me chuckle because I feel like he's literally actually talking to the wall slash the room of requirement when he's doing it. And like the room understands him. And I truly, I, I think that that Hogwarts does understand when he agree. says stuff like that. Yeah. And it makes me laugh. And here's some more funniness for you. So, quote, he thought hard for several minutes before striding off once more. I need you to become the place you become for Draco Malfoy. He did not immediately open his eyes. And when he had finished his patrolling, he was listening hard as though he might hear the door pop into existence. He heard nothing, however, except the dinked. Tw- oh, dinked? What? <laughs> <laughs> dinked! That makes me think of Doug. Are those the dinks? <laughs> that makes me think of the one time I was trying to sing the song Skinamarinky Dinky Dink, and I just started, I just like, I just like went all in on it, and I just went smink. <laughs> Smink. Oh my god. Katie makes fun of me all the time for that. She's like, she'll just look at me sometimes and be like, smink. Smink. (laughs) Oh gosh. Anywho, so he hears this distinct, is what I was going to say, twittering of birds outside. He opens his eyes and there's still no door. Was that like, the room. No, that's the bird. The but the room giving him like a little. All right, I can't show you what's going on, but here's a little soundy sound clip. You know, hey, maybe it may be a soundy sound clip. I don't know. Um, so there's still no door. Harry swears. I don't know. Discord, you can vote for what letter it starts with. <laughs> and someone <laughs> screamed, and he looks around. Remember, he's invisible. And he sees a gaggle of first years running back around the corner, apparently under the impression that they had just encountered a particularly foul-mouthed ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that bit of writing. It's just that fun... takes it it takes it takes the story out of being so serious for a second and the author kind of gives us a little bit of comedy there which i really i I enjoy i enjoy the funnies thank you (laughs) and so he tries every variation to try to see what malfoy is up to inside this room and he had to concede hermione has a point the room doesn't want to open for him malfoy closes all those loopholes but there's a different way inside that it's just the regular room requirement. It's just the regular deal. Um, so I want to go back to doing our own little lightning bolt round questions. So I added some in my notes. Okay. What if they asked another Gryffindor, someone not in the trio not Neville, not Jenny, not DA people, but maybe someone from another house. Um, was this Harry specific? Did he close all the loopholes? I think he's thorough, but let's talk about this. Like, do you think somebody else, if Harry approached a first year and first year Gryffindor and was like, yo, say these things and see if you get into the room. Like, do you think it could happen? Or do you think Malfoy was 
specific enough in closing all the loopholes that no one could get in. I mm. think that it would not have worked for anybody. Anybody. Yeah, personally. I also think that. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was just thinking like, because yes, Harry is definitely on Draco's mind. But I think that at this moment in time, Draco feels as if this mission is bigger than just Harry. So his focus is beyond that. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. I think that Malfoy would have been thorough enough to close it, not only to everybody, but even Crabbe and Goyle, who he's using, but not divulging all the information in. I think that... And Snape. Right. I think that if Draco knew that he was going to be successful, he was going to get 100% of the credit, and no one else was going to know any kind of details except for him. Yeah. Because, I mean, he even talks about Snape like trying to get credit you know what i mean yeah yeah kate because of that specific room he's going to i feel like that's like the one room you can't really get into (laughs) yeah you know it ends up being in i mean it obviously is in the room of requirement but it's in the room with like everything wait Kid said the squid says, but didn't Professor Trelawney open the room while Malfoy was in there? That's what I'm so, saying, though. Like, I feel like maybe. it's in the room with everything. And Harry wasn't asking the right things like he was being Malfoy specific. Oh, it wasn't yeah. because when he goes back in seven, he sees the vanishing cabinet there. It's still there in the room with literally everything. Where he uh, goes to find the diadem and, you know, stash and books and whatnot. Yeah, maybe it was because he was asking to find Malfoy specifically, but Malfoy had asked the room. And also Malfoy wasn't even there. So it's like maybe the room doesn't know on it. Maybe the room genuinely doesn't know what to show him. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. He probably was just asking the wrong question. I mean, he sees it later, so. Or. uh, Vinny says, how would he know that he could be able to protect against specific people? I think Malfoy just thought a place to hide something. Exactly the same thing Harry thought when hiding his textbook. I think that's pretty accurate. And I wonder if Harry wasn't asking the correct things. I just wonder. Because Harry was going for the idea that there was going to be, like, something in there. Not, like, one something in there. You know what I mean? Like, whenever, Um, like, Dumbledore, Newt, and the gang go in there and there's just that, like, big time traveler thing. So he's, like, thinking of the wrong thing. Neville, Neville was. I actually just read that today. Um... Neville closed all the loopholes in seven, especially when he was trying to stay away from the Caros and the room developed things after like, say uh, the author wrote about when girls showed up, it developed like a nicer bathroom. And then like the hangings, there would be more hangings um, for the houses. Once people from different houses showed up and were staying there and, and uh, hammocks and stuff like that. So I just, 
wonder if Harry was just being too specific. Yeah, I think and so. And was Malfoy like Voldemort and thinking only I know this secret of Hogwarts. But he couldn't Probably. have, especially after Trelawney. I think that Malfoy probably just felt safe there because there was so much in there. Like, who's going to find the one thing that that Draco is doing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. And that's maybe what made him think that he needed the lookouts because he realized that other people could get in. You know? Mm -hmm. Who put the vanishing cabinet there? It got moved in there when Peeves broke it. Yeah, but who put it in there if Dumbledore didn't know about the room? Hmm. I can't see Trelawney being like... Maybe Filch stumbled upon it? Maybe Filch asked... Maybe <laughs> Filch was trying to think... Thinking of some place to put it in that door beard. <laughs> so he was like, okay, I'm shoving it in here. <laughs> Dumbledore knew about the room because he needed like a bathroom at some point. But I don't Chains think it pop. showed him the room with all the stuff in it. Oh, I like what Mia said. Wouldn't it naturally move in there? All the vanished slash missing busted stuff was just kind of in there. Maybe Those that's like the magic that. of the room. Like it just appeared there. Umbridge. So more people knew about the room later on. It's just interesting to me that nobody like. I don't know, like that everybody didn't know about it. Like, why wasn't this a thing, especially after five when it got infiltrated or did people just not know exactly what they were dealing with it didn't look that way in five it looked like i don't know maybe it's uh. oh no are we figuring out stuff that's terrible <laughs> it's just interesting to me because like don't you think nothing stays secret at hogwarts right true i don't know spending a lot of time on this but still like it's just it's just thoughts that i think thoughts to think that's what i love about this stuff dumbledore was gone by the time that they got in that room but it's not like dumbledore wouldn't be able to find out i also don't know how far dumbledore actually went i don't know so i like some of the questions being asked in the chat though so Okay, well, first of all, Vinny says, I think only Umbridge, Filch, and the Inquisitorial Squad would have known about it after five. But However, they the thing is, is, the Inquisitorial Squad was a bunch of Slytherins who were not going to keep their mouth shut. So, Correct. like, then, Colioli, I like your name, that's fun. How did Malfoy find the cabinet? And then Mia clarifies, Montague told him about being stuck in it. Right. So that's how he knew that it existed. But I wonder if it was just like happenstance that he discovered the room of requirement and that it was in there. You know what I mean? Also, like just because <sighs> some of some yeah. of these people we're talking about might have known that this particular one room was there, they might not realize that like it can be other rooms. Correct. Right. It never like, looks it's the same, said, really. Unless it's a room with all the stuff. Right. Because right. like it said earlier, I mean, obviously we know of Dumbledore coming across it at one point. We know that Filch had come across it, but it was like cleaning supplies and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he didn't know that it was anything other than that until they discovered the DA. 
So these people like aren't discussing with one another. Hey, up on the seventh floor across this tapestry, I found blah, blah, blah. And then somebody else was like, oh, it, I found blah, blah, blah there. And I found blah, blah, blah yeah, there. Like nobody's, nobody's connecting the dots. Interesting. Everyone's just like assuming it was Hogwarts. used well, for Hogwarts Winky. Is real, or Hogwarts is weird and whatever. So the house, the house elves know about the room. Oh, totally. Yeah. I like what Mia said. The castle's too big to ask those sorts of specific questions. I guess that's true. It's just kind of like, oh, I found this room. And yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, it's deep in the castle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the castle. Deep in the I castle. I think, too, that like sometimes it's really hard to envision just how big the castle is. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're reading about it. But then, like, if you take a step back and, like, in the movies, whenever we're seeing, like, the overview of the entire castle, it's just like, oh, my gosh, it is huge. It's huge. Yeah. Like, how does anybody explore that whole castle? Like, you can't. No. Unless you're Fred and George or the Marauders, I suppose. <laughs> but I'm sure there's still just, like, so much undiscovered, you know? Yeah, totally. So I think it's just... People don't connect the dots because, I don't know, it's just so large. They yeah. don't think about it. It's large. It's in charge. It is. All, All right, right. Shall we move on? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, you're not so, done. Are you done? Well, no. I'm. <laughs> Harry feels frustrated. He pulls his cloak off and he has to defense. Now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. Um. Okay, so yeah, he is approximately maybe 30 seconds late to defense against the dark arts. So Snape very coldly says late again, Potter. And he takes 10 points from Gryffindor, like a real butthead is what I said in my notes. Um, <laughs> Harry scowls at this as he sits down next to Ron and he's like looking around and half the class isn't even sitting down yet. So like, he truly wasn't late, but whatever. Um, then Snape, just with a wave of his wand, collects the Dementor essays that they were to write. And then Seamus is already raising his hand as the essays are flying into Snape's hands. And he says, sir, I've been wondering, how do you tell the difference between an Inferius and a ghost? Because there was something in the paper about an Inferius. And Snape just sounds bored and he's just like, no, there wasn't. That's what he says. No, <laughs> there wasn't. <laughs> and Seamus is like, but I heard people talking. And then Snape explains that if Seamus had actually read the article, he would have discovered that the quote, so-called inferior was just Mundungus Fletcher. As Tiffany already explained. <laughs> but Harry mutters to Ron and Hermione, uh, I thought Snape and Mundungus were on the same side. And because he's talking during class, Snape sees it and then decides to pick on him and goes, but Potter seems to have a lot to say on the subject. Let us ask Potter how we would tell the difference between an inferior and a ghost. So Dumbledore had explained them to Harry way back in chapter four, a.k.a. Horace Slughorn. And he says, I pulled this from chapter four, just as a little refresher. They are corpses, said Dumbledore calmly. Dead bodies that have been bewitched to do a dark wizard's bidding. Inferi have not been seen for a long time, however, not since Voldemort was last powerful. He killed enough people to make an army of them, of course. This is the place, Harry, just here. 
So naturally, army. because you know, an army. Mm-hmm. So naturally, Harry is trying to recall this information, and all he comes up with, <laughs> uh, and it's so. This makes me so mad because Harry does know the answer, and Snape purposefully twists the entire situation to make it seem like he doesn't. But it also does make me laugh that, like, the first thing Harry decides to say is, first of all, he doesn't sound confident. He just goes, uh, well, ghosts are transparent. (laughs) (laughs) So Snape interrupts him Mm. and goes, oh, very good. Yes, it's easy to see that nearly six years of magical education have not been wasted on you, Potter. Ghosts are transparent. (laughs) Pansy giggles in the background and Harry takes a deep breath as one does when they try to calm themselves. He is mad, though, like reals mad. And I do not blame him. Um, And he very calmly says, yeah, ghosts are transparent, but in theory, our dead bodies, aren't they? So they'd be solid. He also, at this point, still was not finished with his answer, but Snape again interrupts him and says, a five-year-old could have told us as much. The Inferius is a corpse that has been reanimated by a dark wizard's spells. <laughs> what is it is this not point? alive. <laughs> it is not alive. It is merely used like a puppet to do the wizard's bidding. A ghost, as I trust that you are all aware by now, is the imprint of a departed soul left upon the earth. And of course, as Potter <laughs> so wisely tells us, transparent. It almost sounds like Snape and Bert from Mary Poppins kind of crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that accent was cockney. A little tiny. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, oh, my God. What say you, Catherine? <laughs> Ghost of transparent. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so Ron now chimes in. He says, Well, what Harry said's the most useful if we're trying to tell them apart. When we come face to face with one down a dark alley, we're gonna be having a shufty to see if it's solid, aren't we? Shufty. We're not gonna be asking, excuse me, are you the imprint of a departed soul? <laughs> <laughs> Which like not alive. Oh. Ron for the win. But also the you loss know, of points. I wanted to look <laughs> up what a shufty was because I wasn't sure and I forgot. So I'm going to do it right now. A shufty is probably like a squabble or a fight. A look or a or reconnoiter, especially a quick one. Oh, like having a quick look around. I'll take a shufty around the wood while I'm about it. That's what the... Oh, I'm about it. That's what the sentence is. <laughs> a shifty. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Okay. I love Ron. Um, so the class laughs, but then they immediately don't laugh because Snape's got the little look on his face that says don't laugh. But I mean, it's kind of funny because like you got schooled, my dude. So. Right. So then Snape goes, let's see. I need to like shift back into my proper Snape voice. Was it proper? (laughs) (laughs) Another 10 points from Gryffindor. I would expect nothing more sophisticated from you, Ronald Weasley. The boy so solid he cannot operate half an inch across the room. Ooh. Snape thinks that's not appropriate. (laughs) Make fun Um, of children. Not high on the list. Mature. 
<laughs> Aren't you so cool? Bullying a 16-year-old? Way to go, You're dude. my part. Oh. Sorry. No, it's okay. I like hearing you voice your opinion. Did you write oh, that? Man, well, you. this is a podcast. It's all about chatting. <laughs> Peppers and Stop talking. It's green. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish we were doing video because that was great. Stop talking. It's green. Uh, so Harry is about to go off and Hermione quickly whispers at him to stop and then reminds him <laughs> that he'll just end up back in detention like it's not worth it, which is valid. Stupid, but valid. Just let it go, basically, is what she's saying. Listen, Harry Potter spends most of his time either in detention or in the hospital wing. So what's the difference? He might as well. He might as well. Mm. So <laughs> Snape now goes, now open your books to page 213. And he oh. smirks a little. And then goes, and read the first two paragraphs on the Cruciatus Curse. Why does he get such joy out of, quote, winning an argument with a child? Because he has not grown himself. So I know. True. He is so stifled. Don't make me feel any better. So many adults in this series are absolutely stifled, immature, have not grown up. Yikes. Accurate. Um, and that last little exchange, like, really does a doozy on Ron because he just kind of goes quiet for the rest of class. He doesn't say or do much. Um, because Snape knocked him down, like, which is so ridiculous. And as they leave class, Lavender catches up to them and Hermione just kind of like mysteriously disappears because she doesn't want to listen, hear or talk to Lavender. Um, but then she, like Lavender, like tries like for a second to like make Ron feel better. And he's just like, well, whatever. And then him and Harry abandon. Break Lab up Lab. already. <laughs> I know. Uh, and they had to be uh, boys' bathroom. That's what I tell Ron. I get knocked down. Knock I get up, up again. 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 Now we gotta keep me down. Oh, tub thumping. <laughs> uh, so poor Ron. Letting Snape get to him. That sucks because usually Truly. Ron is like the first person to be like, Snape is a. Uh, and then like usually it says like Ron said something very inappropriate. Like, he doesn't... And we just saw him, like, totally stand up to him. So he goes, Snape's right, though, isn't he? And he goes on to say, like, I don't even know if it's worth taking my apparition test. I just can't get the hang of it. And Harry's a really good friend here, though. Like, he offers really good advice. He's like, well, why don't... Like, seriously, why don't you just go take some of those extra extra practice sessions in Hogsmeade? And, like, if that really doesn't help, we can take the test together over the summer. I think that's like really nice. It's like, dude, go ahead, yeah. try and help yourself. But if you don't got it, it's okay. You have more time and we'll be in it together. Mm-hmm. Cute. That's true. Because like realistically, like where's Ron going to go without Harry anyway? Right. Ron, well, where do you no. got to be? That Harry not by, what, you going to go operate up to your room? <laughs> Jeez Louise. You with your wand out for everything. Um, so he's in the middle of saying this to Ron and then all of a sudden he's like, Myrtle, this is a boy's bathroom because Myrtle just like rises out of a toilet in the stall behind them. Of course she does. Truly Honestly, like, same. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
You too have risen from an S-bend? I have. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's quite cold. <laughs> I know she like died in the bathroom and everything, but like she doesn't have to use the little pipes. But like you do you, girl, whatever you want. She likes the dramatic effect. Probably. Like all of a sudden, boo. At least you're already in the bathroom. I mean, so she's a ghost. She was the same boo. <laughs> boo makes um, you boo. <laughs> That's Myrtle's tagline. Boo makes you boo. Just trying to help out. Oh my out. god. <laughs> oh, have you ever been scared? <laughs> Did you just swear? What? Did you swear? Timmy, yes. did you swear? I know, I know. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. Here comes Myrtle rising from the toilet. And then she looks sad to see them. Like she's expecting someone else. And Ron even asks her and she's like, nobody. But then she's like, he said he'd come back to see me. Who is this he? We know. It's actually Malfoy. Who is this Hans? <laughs> Who is this Hans? Um, of so the Wait, what are what is his title? Of the of uh, the Southern Isles. Southern the Isles. Southern Isles right. <laughs> I almost said of the Netherlands. I know. I was, I was gonna say the Nether Islands, and I was like, that's not it. Wait, who are we talking about in Harry Potter? <laughs> no, we're talking about Hans. Who no, is this who are, Hans? Who? No, but who are you were saying? Who is this? What in in the in the chapter? What, who are you talking uh, about? Malfoy. Oh, okay. Malfoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was trying to be like of the manor with the peacocks. I don't know. Just oh, forget about God. me. Forget about me. I appreciate the effort. <laughs> so Myrtle also mentions that Harry also said that he would come and see her, and it's been months and months. Quote, I've learned not to expect too much from boys. She or Harry then goes, I thought you lived in that girl's bathroom. Um, and she says, I do, but that doesn't mean I can't visit other places. I came and saw you in your bath once, remember? And Harry just goes, vividly. <laughs> Myrtle, you cheeky girl. Right. So Myrtle. Vividly. <laughs> so blunt. Myrtle <laughs> continues and like. Again, she's not saying who, but she just says, but I thought he liked me. Maybe if you two left, he'd come back. We had lots in common. I'm sure he felt it. And Ron says, when you say you had lots in common, do you mean he lives in the Yes Bend too? Very, <laughs> very snappy. Uh, and Myrtle's like, no, I mean, he's sensitive. People bully him too. And he feels lonely and hasn't got anybody to talk to. And he's not afraid to show his feelings and cry. Knowing who this is about and reading it, knowing who it's about, really sad like sure draco made some really bad choices he has made mm. mistakes but mm -hmm. like he also had a lot of stuff going on at home and a lot of stuff going on at school and he actually isn't as confident as he puts out there it's sad. i like feel bad for him this year so do i like i know obviously he's doing a bad thing but like yeah i know but there's but also he's like murdered. not great well, like, he thinks, like, his whole life that, like, this is what he's supposed to end up doing pretty much anyway. Like, become this bad dude. But, like, then he yeah. gets to it, is realizing he's not bad. 
But like now, if he doesn't follow through with this, like Voldemort's gonna kill him, and like you know what I mean. Like that's a lot of pressure for a sixteen-year-old. Him and Harry should really talk. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. So Harry obviously is immediately curious, and he's like, "There's been a boy in here crying, a young boy." And Myrtle shuts it down so fast because she promised she wouldn't tell. And she starts saying, and I'll take his secret to the... And Ron goes, not the grave, surely. <laughs> the sewers, maybe. <laughs> I'm here for the Ron content because it's just too funny. Oh, <sighs> I will point just... out, though, Ron, you just got bullied and it was sad. And now you're kind of bullying someone else. You got <sighs> some funnies, though, but also... I don't think everybody has his humor. What's that? Just I said I don't think everybody has his kind of humor. Yeah, right. You know how like we have some dark humor sometimes. Not everybody has that kind of humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Myrtle gave a howl of rage, dove back in the toilet. What does that sound like? It sounds like, like an awoo. Oh, you know, <laughs> angry. I think she howls with Moo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where was I? So Ron feels better after poking fun at Myrtle and he tells Ooh. Harry, he's right. I'll do the extra practice sessions and then I'll decide what I want to do as far as the test goes. Fast forward to the following weekend. Ron and Hermione are meeting up with the rest of the other six years that are el- are eligible to take this test. Harry is not one of them. Um, he feels a little jealous because he misses visiting Hogsmeade and it really is a nice spring day. But like, is he that jealous because he really just wants to go and figure out how to get into the room of requirement? And he does tell them this and Hermione rightfully is like you know what you should do you should probably go to slughorn's office and try to get that memory from him i don't know (laughs) seems kind of important and harry's like look i've been trying and this is actually true for the past week i think it is he's been like trying to stay after class after potions but like slughorn pieces out too fast he's gone to his office twice one time there was no answer and another time he heard like Clearly Slughorn had been listening to music and he like very quickly like turned it off or whatever and did not answer the door. So I understand Uh. Harry's frustration because Harry's like, I'm trying, but also like, how much are you trying? And I understand Hermione being like, well, this is important. You have to just keep at it. I feel like I've been on both sides of this situation. Mm -hmm. I've been both of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Um, to procrastinate. Oh yeah. Story of my life. I do not. I mean, I don't I, love I doing wish it, I didn't. but I do it all the time. It's for See, that immediate <laughs> boost of like, I'm okay. Happiness right. that I'm just putting something off, mm-hmm. even though it's adding to the dread of like that. I have to do it later. It's like the immediate relief of deciding I'm not going to do this right now. Yeah. And I don't yep. have to think about it, even though <laughs> then you're just going to think about it. Yeah, my anxiety is like, you have to get this done early. I wish I did. (sighs) So once they're separate, Harry and Ron and Hermione, Harry's out of sight and he puts on his visibility cloak, fires up the Marauder's map. He like takes note that the castle's pretty empty. It's Sunday. Everyone's outside because it's nice. And just alone on the seventh floor corridor is Gregory Goyle. 
And when Harry gets there, it's actually the same little girl clutching the heavy brass scales. Uh, Harry's a total freaking creep because he sneaks up to Goyle as this little girl and goes, hello, you're very pretty, aren't you? (laughs) No. Mr. Potter, you could have said any number of words, any string of words to create any sentence that was so much less creepy than that. But you did not. And you're invisible. Yeah. Oh, it gives me really bad feels. So Goyle, as the little girl, gives this high-pitched scream of terror, uh, throws the scales that he was holding into the air so that they would clatter and alert Malfoy. But I really do think that he got the poop scared out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe go hang out with Myrtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Harry laughs, of course, because anytime he can torture any of Malfoy's cronies or Malfoy himself, it's a win for him. And he looks over to where the stretch of wall is. And he's like, sure. He's just thinking, like, I'm sure Malfoy's in there, like, frozen. He knows someone's out here who, like, could get him. And, quote, it gave Harry a most agreeable feeling of power as he tried to remember what form of words he had not yet tried. Mr. Potter's on a little bit of a power trip. A little. Mm. It's a Potter mm-hmm. trip. A Potter trip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, his hopeful mood didn't last long though he tried for like 30 minutes and then felt very frustrated Um, he's just thinking like Malfoy could be mere feet from me and I can't get to him or figure out what he's up to so he loses his patience runs at the wall and kicks it cause like you know why not so of course he yells ouch cause he thinks he might have broken his toe Luna where are you with your episky And as he's hopping on one foot, his cloak slips off and he is completely shocked when he hears Tonks be like, Harry, he spins around one footed and topples over. And he's like thinking, why does she always have to find me? And I'm like on the floor. (laughs) Uh, Apparently she came to see Dumbledore and Harry's thinking to myself, to myself, I'm Harry. Did you know that? Hi. Yeah. Just Harry. Hey, Harry. Hi. Uh, He's thinking to himself. She looks terrible. She's thinner. Her hair's still, like, the mousy brown, but it's, like, lank. And Harry's like, if you're looking for Dumbledore, his office is on, like, the other side of the castle. And Tonk says, no, I know. Apparently, he's gone away. Which means we know. Excuse me. He's still looking for Horcruxes. Harry doesn't know that yet. And Harry tries. It's a great time to tell him now. You know, or, like, at the beginning of the year (laughs) when you started these memories and stuff. And so Harry tries to figure out, as he does always, like, pretty poorly and lamely, he's like, do you, do you know where he goes? And she's like, no, I, no. Um, and Harry gets nosy. He's like, well, what did you want to see him about? Dude, it's not your business. Yeah, truly. But he doesn't really get much out of her anyway, because she seems pretty out of it. She just like she says something about how she wanted to see Dumbledore, see if Dumbledore knew what was going on because she heard rumors and people are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, it's all over the papers. But Tonks keeps talking as if she hadn't heard him. And she says the prophets often behind the times. So I think this is also like a really good show of like the infiltration of the ministry as well. Like. If yeah. if they're running part of the media they can choose 
to put out scary things like that or withhold that information or whatever they want to do. Yeah. And then she asks, have you gotten any letters from anyone in the order recently? And Harry starts saying, no, like no one from the order writes to me anymore. Not since Sirius. And like Mm -hmm. when he says his name, he sees that her eyes fill up with tears. So she, he like awkwardly is like, I'm sorry. Like I, I miss him too. But again, Tonks doesn't seem to be hearing him at all. And she just like, she leaves and walks off. So we know because Harry later is going to think that she's like in love with Sirius or whatever, but she's clearly just like, she's actually so far in her own stuff, like has nothing to do with him. Yeah. At all. So, yeah. So Harry goes and tries to get back into the room of requirements some more. Obviously he's unsuccessful and he goes to join Ron and Hermione for lunch. Here's some good news. Ron kind of did it. Nice. He just needed that little uh, encouragement from Professor Snape. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's like, yeah, I was supposed to appear outside of Madame Puttyfoot's. I ended up near Scrum Shafts, but I still moved. What is it? Puttyfoots? They say Puttyfoot. <laughs> and then, of course, he's like, well, Hermione, how'd you do? And Ron answered and was like, she was perfect, of course. Twycross Twy wouldn't stop going on about her. Quote, I'll be surprised if he doesn't pop the question soon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when Harry tells them about running into Tonks. And Ron's like, I think she's cracking up. She's losing her nerve after what happened at the ministry. And Hermione's like, I don't know, like, she's supposed to be guarding the school. Why is she suddenly abandoning her post to go see Dumbledore, who's not even there? Well, I, how's she going to know he's not there? Right. But also, I wonder, like, Hermione. I wonder if Remus is also on duty at the school at this time. And she's maybe had talked to him and got shot down again or something like that. Mm, I don't duty. know. <laughs> duty. <laughs> There's a game called Heroes Duty. What? what do you get an award for wiping? Anyone know what that's what? from? What? Wreck it, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Is that Penelope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get an award for? Wiping? The way she says it. Sarah Silverman's because voice is Sarah so good. Silverman. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So then Harry feels strange asking this, but he does ask them, do you think there's any chance she like was in love with Sirius? She was pretty much crying when I said his name. Her Patronus is this big four legged thing now. Like, is that Sirius in Patronus form? And Hermione is just like, it's a thought like she doesn't buy it at all. Here's Ron stuffing his mouth and he just goes very wisely to Harry. Women, they're easily upset. (laughs) Women, (laughs) and Hermione goes and yet I doubt you'd find a woman who sulked for half an hour because Madame Rosemurda didn't laugh at their joke about the hag the healer and the mimbleless mimbletonia I was not happy about that (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness alright let's pull some questions I'm only gonna do a handful because Keith's baby needs her. So we're going to do Eat it. I'm going to pick three. <laughs> Katie K asks, 
Quick answers. What is the top Ooh. thing that you would use the room of requirement for? Being Snacks alone. <laughs> Being alone. <laughs> Snack stash. Yeah. I like that. Oh my God. What's yours? <laughs> um I'm yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I think it probably would be like a like a reading nook, like Ooh. that is just for me with like a fireplace and a squashy chair and a never ending never empty bookshelf of things that i like to read <laughs> jeez what oh, i like that a never ending i would library. like yeah but basically just... so i could be alone and read so kind of like what tiffany wants <laughs> no alone and no touchy no touch um Kid Sid the Squid asks if you could have one of the founders' items before they were Horcruxes, which one would you want to own? I know Diadem Puff, but the sword is really cool. Well, we don't even know what the cup did, though. So you know what I mean. I told you what it did. It gives you any. You want a sword? You trying to kill people? Neck. What no, is it happening? Just, it would just be cool on a wall. Okay. What are you gonna do? Cut firewood. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out on the wall and be like, you know what that is? Cool sword. Nacho, <laughs> nacho sword. I would also want the diadem. <laughs> Don't you guys want to be fancy? You'd be like putting it on in your secret alone room in the room yeah. requirement. Like, check me I out. I would wear my diadem I would, while I read a book. Alone. I would drink and know things. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, one more. Megan with an H asks, are the Inferi in the lake different or the same as the ones in Lord Voldemort's supposed army? I think they're one and the same. Oh, like there's more? I think that I hope the there's not more. I don't think there's more. I think those are one and the same. I think that they're this is terrible wording, but left over from last time. Yeah, as well yeah. as some new friends. I hate it. I hate it. It's an army, my friends. You Sam. cannot see the other side, and the lake is teeming. Sam, I don't know where you found that, but it's joy. What? It's a gift of this guy. Oh, in front of a lake let's, get our, let's get our friends in the lake. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask one more because it's funny. <laughs> Nikki McCoosh asks, funny answers only, where would you haunt if you were a ghost? Like in Hogwarts or anywhere? I'm going to say in Hogwarts. Oh, in Hogwarts. Okay. I would haunt the Great mm. Hall. You'd get the most action. Mm. Action. Can you haunt outside or does it have to be yeah. a building? I think it could be outside. Broom sticks. Oh, wait. Do I have to be at Hogwarts? I can't be in Hogsmeade. No, Hogsmeade's fine. Okay. I'm making up the rules. It's good. I'm just bending the wolves. The wolves? I would scare the patrons that had a little bit too much. That would be funny. That would be funny. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, the library. Carrie, you're smart. We're done. Oh, shoot. (laughs) You can read forever. (laughs) Right? There you go. That's your ultimate alone library. And Katie would haunt the kitchen's dishes. She could like open up her mouth and go through the food, but not oh ever God. actually taste it for 100%. eternity. 
Thank you. Oh, I want to see the library. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> All right, Katie, Bad give me that story. fan story. Okay. This fan story comes from Kara Sparks. Super cool name. That is a super cool name. From March of 21. That. Oh, I was going to say that's in the thick of it, but I mean, it was, but it wasn't, but it wasn't. Okay, yeah. anyway. Hey, my ladies and my lords. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That episode's that old. <laughs> Hello, puppy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> First off, I want to share my Harry Potter stats. Hogwarts house. I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Woo, woo, woo. Ilvermarny house. It does not show on Wizarding World anymore, but I'm pretty sure that I am a Puckwudgie. Patronus is a white swan. Very nice. Wand is a Hawthorne wand with a dragon heart heartstring core, 11 and a half inches, and it has surprisingly swishy flexibility. A swish and flick wand. Super cool. Hmm. Cute. Now on to my Potter story. I was born in 2000. <laughs> uh, no. Not real. Hold on. Let me That's just not real. for a second. Yeah, you're not real. <sighs> okay, hold on. Can we talk about the fact that... <sighs> They're, they're also born in 2000 and they're also over 20 years old. They're <laughs> 20. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about uh, you, but Kara's feeling 22. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Kara. I had just had to have a moment of. I hope you're a Taylor Swift crisis. fan. You should change your <laughs> ringtone to 22 this year. You should. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did. That was awesome. Okay. Uh, I was born in 2000. So honestly, I grew up with the Harry Potter movies. My oldest brother, who was close to y'all's age, was into Harry Potter a lot. He read all the books as they were coming out and saw all the movies as they were coming out as well. Because of this, it was common for the Harry Potter movies to be playing all the time in my house. So in a sense, I practically grew up with Harry Potter. I can remember the Harry Potter weekends that came on ABC. I didn't really have an interest in reading the books because I honestly was not into reading. I have dyslexia and eye convergence, so even the fact that I can read and read well is a miracle. Anyway, I got into reading via another series. The first real books that I ever read on my own out of my own interest was the Hunger Games trilogy. That is what Yeah, that is what got me into reading. It took off from there. However, this is my Potter story, so anyway, when I was about 16, I really wanted to read and watch all the Harry Potter movies and books in order. So I started with the movies because that's what I was familiar familiar with the most. I spent an entire weekend watching all the movies in order and did not really do anything else that weekend. At that time, it was the first time that I had watched them all in order. Then at Christmas, my oldest brother gave me his original... I'm going to cry. His original set that he had accumulated over the years to read with the stipulation Aww. that he wanted them back when, we had, when he had children so that the next generation could enjoy Harry Potter just Aww. as much as us. Oh... Then I proceeded to devour the books as fast as possible. I got through the first three pretty fast, but I started getting bored with Goblet of Fire. So I turned to Audible to help me get through Goblet. Then, because I was at work all day sewing, I just started listening to the rest. Now, now whenever I read them, I hear Jim Dale and all the voices that he does. Last year, during the pandemic, when I was at home, I started to look for a new podcast to listen to. I was looking for a Harry Potter podcast specifically, and I clicked on y'all's podcast first. From the first episode, I was hooked. Y'all have gotten me through the past several months at work with your witty banter and laughter. I often find myself laughing out loud at work and in the car, and I'm pretty sure that it annoys my coworkers, but I honestly don't <laughs> really care because listening to y'all's podcast makes my day brighter. Aww. I am now completely 
caught up on the podcast and I'm going to go through the backlog of the Felix files. I honestly cannot express how much I love y'all's podcast. Please do not ever change who you are. Sincerely, Tara Sparks. P.S. We have three lightning bolt questions. Nice. Oh, oh. Do them quick. Bop, 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 bop. What's your favorite type of ice cream? Chocolate. Cookie dough. I think mine's also cookie dough. Favorite cheese? Brie. Mozzarella. Colby Jack. What is your favorite Fantastic Beast? Myself. <laughs> no, it's a phoenix. <laughs> I can answer that for you. It's a phoenix. <laughs> What's wrong with my answer? <laughs> I am my own am I favorite wrong? Fantastic Beast. <laughs> But yes, we're talking Harry Potter world. Phoenix May is right. <laughs> I feel like mine changes, and today it's a festival. Oh, same here, but today it's a hippogriff. Why are you feeling so spooky today, Megan? It's October, you know? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Kara, thank you for your story. Uh, I'm super proud of you because I know that dyslexia <laughs> makes it very hard. Yeah. almost impossible to read so like way yes. to go you way hunger to go games you. is a great series yep. to start yeah off with as well it, that one hooked me too so mm-hmm. i enjoyed the hunger games also like i, I love... highly recommend the ballad of songbirds and snakes yes I yeah like that that's a good one well. too um i want you to give your brother a hug from me because i think yes. that's so sweet what he did i don't know if i could do that <laughs> <laughs> well i love that like it seems like his set is going to be like the, the one that, set gets... that goes around. Yeah, that's yeah. I love that. So yeah, cool. I think that's great. So thank, thank you. you for sending in your story and asking yeah. us silly questions. And thank you yeah, for I love the lightning bolt room. in the pandemic. It's I yeah. feel like that is when we got like our second wave of listeners. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we appreciate you. Yep. Who wants a joke? Give it to me. Oh, speaking of Fantastic Beasts. Who's the coolest of all magical creatures? Me? A hipster griff. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Cute. I need someone to draw a buckbeak with like a beanie and a cup of coffee and glasses and like a plaid shirt. Yeah. I'm into that. Into the if app. you are so inclined, you can follow us all on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram at TikTok at TiffSwish underscore Flick. <laughs> what you been doing, girl? Still doing ab rehab, um, which I really enjoy. Been enjoying the weather and the trees changing. I have a tree on my corner. And Petra's family can vouch. It is gorgeous. It is. It's turning like bright red. Um, Getting ready to start planning for going back to work. I finished reading. I know. I finished reading uh, Wings and Ruin again. So. That was good. And I'm slowly cruising along through Salem's Lot. And that's kind of it. I'm gonna do some fun fall things this weekend. Go to a farm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like I'm almost finished with Jeanette McCurdy's book. Uh her memoir that is called I'm glad my mom died. Um, it is mm-hmm. honestly really good, especially if you 
liked her in iCarly. I loved that show. Um, but seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of stuff with Nickelodeon has come out lately that is just like no bueno. So um, it's been interesting. But yeah, I'm almost finished with that. And I'm also in the middle of reading Shady Hollow, which is like a cute little it was like the book I started in like it was my first October book. Um, it's like a little murder mystery book that the characters are woodland creatures and it's really cute. So I got it on our trip out west and I've been enjoying it. So, but yeah, nice. other than that, I've just been working, doing the huge. Uh, since we last recorded, I have run a half marathon. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We went to Cleveland. We had <laughs> a scary hurricane thing. Oh, uh, yeah. There's that, too. We really got spared mm-hmm. compared to a lot of the people. So yeah. definitely thinking about everyone else who was not as lucky. Um, I'm reading Anxious People and also Something Wilder. Both are really good. And, yeah, just running, man. Running and trucking along. So and your you. ankle is better. My right? ankle People is have better. Been asking, so yes. thank you for everyone who has asked. My ankle is doing better. Good. Um. All right. Bingo goes out to Aubrey. She got points for Ravenclaw, so shout out to them. And then the House Cup standings right now. I'm assuming <laughs> that Ravenclaw is still in the lead uh, with fourteen thirty. <laughs> 1,430, but Hufflepuff is in second with 1,103. Slytherin Mm. in third with 1,018, and Gryffindor in fourth with 520. (laughs) (laughs) Gryffindors. Sicken me. Come on, people. I'm feeling very much third or nothing energy. (laughs) Dang. We are like real far behind, kids. To overtake. Uh, Gryffindors, we need more of you in the chat. Um, I think that this episode should go out to our Floridians. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. We hope that all of the... is for you. Yeah. We hope all the Swishers specific, I mean, mostly in Southwest Florida, but even Central Florida got hit pretty hard with flooding and, um, yeah, it's just, we hope that everybody is okay and, uh, our thoughts go out to you guys. Yes. We feel very lucky that all we had in our apartment complex was a couple of downed trees. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just in my voice. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, oh, let's joke. get back into this before it does it again. <laughs> Oh, no, Katie's doing on, work. You should have done previously. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just summarize your section since you wrote it. <laughs> okay. I can use my little down arrow. So, okay. Let's see. Tiffany, what do your notes say? Were you going to wing it while reading it really fast? Wow. This chapter was about Harry Potter and his friends. <laughs> it's time to record (laughs) (laughs) go look at instagram (laughs) oh god bye swishers
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.